Thank you for tuning in to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. You're about to hear a live sermon, which was recorded at our 11 a.m. contemporary service. We are thrilled to share it with you. Thank you for listening. I am so delighted that you are worshiping with us at Roswell Presbyterian Church today. It is a good day to be together to worship And with all that is going on in our world, it is important to enter the presence of God and to sit and to listen to where God might be speaking and calling you. I pray this morning that you would hear God's call and that you would leave this worship time going out to put God's call into action in your own life. Today is also Father's Day, and I know we all experience this day differently. For some, this day is a celebration. For some, this day is a day of lament. And for some, you find yourself somewhere in between. But wherever you are, I pray that you would know and feel the love of God, your loving parent, wrapped around you as we worship together this morning. I was thinking about my dad as we approached Father's Day reflecting on how he shaped me into the person I am today. He taught me what it looks like to work hard, to honor and respect those around you, the importance of saving money, and most importantly, a love for good classic rock. But if I'm being honest, I share a trait with my dad that is not super positive. You see, my dad might be one of the least patient people on the road, and especially in traffic, and I find myself also not being patient on the road. And when my mom sees that side of me, she says, Carrie, you are acting just like your father. And in that moment, I don't think she's talking about it being a good thing. Now, I have been trying to be better, but one day I was driving down Johnson Ferry Road and this driver in the other lane was doing that thing where you speed up and you try to change lanes, but there's really not room for your car. So this car speeds up next to me and then swerves in front of me and cuts me off to get a whopping car length ahead. So of course, I stopped and said a prayer for him knowing that he probably had something really important to get to. And and I just, I wanted to pray for him. No, actually, that's not how the story ended. That's maybe how I wanted it to end. But I proceeded to honk my horn because he almost caused an accident. And then I shouted some things that were less than holy. And then... I heard it, that little voice calling to me from the back seat, Mama. Oh no. I mean, it's not that I forgot that he was in the back seat. In fact, that's what made me the most angry is that someone had almost called it, caused an accident and I had my child in the car. But I got caught up in the moment and I forgot that he could hear what I was saying. Mama, didn't you say we're not supposed to say that word or call people stupid? Well, I'm certain that God speaks through children. God was speaking through my child that day. 
and I felt like I had just had a big mom fail. It's not that my anger wasn't justified, but my son was calling me to be better. So I regrouped and I said, you're right. I shouldn't have said those things. Thank you for reminding me of that. I was rightfully angry, but probably could have handled things better. I needed to be humble and I needed to listen to that voice calling me to go in a different direction. And this week, as we continue our sermon series, A Walk on the Wild Side, we're going to hear the story of Jonah, who also experienced a call. But it was a call from God, and he didn't go where he was first called. And he experienced a bit of that humble pie as well. Now, I know that this is a story that we've all heard. One of my favorite musicals our children have performed at RPC is the one of Jonah. I remember the last time that they did this musical, that the child who played Jonah got spit out of the whale and he did the worm across the chancel. It was amazing. I will tell you, I will not be singing. You will thank me for that or doing the worm for you this morning. But this is a fascinating story full of challenges, humility, and God's love. Jonah is a short book with only four chapters, and today we're going to look at the first chapter of Jonah. But before we read, let's pray. Holy and gracious God, we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to hear where you are speaking to us through your holy scripture this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So again, this is the first chapter of Jonah, verses 1 through 17. Listen now to the word of our Lord. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and such a mighty storm came upon the sea that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hold of a ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. The captain came and said to him, What are you doing sound asleep? Get up! Call on your God! Perhaps the God will spare us a thought so that we do not perish. The sailors said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, so that we may know on whose account this calamity has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Tell us why this calamity has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? I am a Hebrew, he replied. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were even more afraid and said to him, 
What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them so. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to bring the ship back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more stormy against them. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, O Lord, we pray, do not let us perish on account of this man's life. Do not make us guilty of innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. But the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, as the musical says, this really is a whale of a tale. Jonah is a prophet called by God, and unlike most other prophets, we mostly hear about what happened between Jonah and God rather than what we hear that, that Jonah prophesied to Nineveh. And it is thought by some scholars that Jonah is a metaphor for the people of Israel. The name Jonah actually means dove. A dove was frequently used as a symbol for the people of Israel. In our passage, God calls to Jonah and tells him to go to Nineveh and preach to them because their wickedness had come before God. They needed to repent, and God was sending Jonah. Now, here's what you need to know about Nineveh. Nineveh was a great threat to Israel, and Jonah was an Israelite. And that is important to know because the northern kingdom where Israel is had been conquered by the Assyrians, and their capital was Nineveh. The people of Nineveh were known for their violence and opposing the Lord and the Lord's people. It was a city that represented all things evil and broken. Nineveh is the area that is modern-day northern Iraq along the Tigris River. God called Jonah to Nineveh, but Jonah went to Joppa, a port town, and he hopped on a ship heading to Tarshish. Now, not only was Tarshish not the place that God called Jonah to, but it was in the exact opposite direction. Now, not everyone agrees on exactly where it was, but most likely it's somewhere near Spain along the Mediterranean Sea. I have been to the southern coast of Spain along the Mediterranean, and it is absolutely gorgeous. God's calling Jonah to a dangerous enemy city that's full of all things evil. This probably wasn't the plan that Jonah had for his life that day. And it certainly doesn't sound like a good time. So Jonah hops on a boat and heads to a beautiful beach. I get it. 
I'm sure we can all relate to Jonah in this moment. Have you ever feared something so much you avoided it at all costs? Even if it meant you had to change direction and go the other way? But when Jonah runs away from God and the task God has given him, God doesn't let up. Jonah discovers that it is literally impossible to escape the presence of God. He's on the boat and the storm comes while he is sleeping. The crew is doing all they can to save the boat and its passengers from the storm. The captain comes down to wake Jonah up. And I find it really interesting and very telling that he did not wake Jonah up to help the crew. He woke Jonah up to ask him why he wasn't praying to his God. The captain of the ship, the one who clearly does not even share the same faith as Jonah, thinks the most important thing for Jonah to be doing in the storm is praying to the Lord. That is powerful and often not our first response. But in the storms we face, we must call out to God first. Jonah knows he's caught in the storm because he's fleeing from God. And he humbly tells the crew that it's his fault. And he begs them to throw him overboard to make the storm stop. The crew doesn't want to do this initially. They don't want to throw someone overboard. But they try everything they can, and it's only after they've exhausted every option that they finally give in, and they throw Jonah over. Once he's thrown overboard, he's tossed around by the waves at sea. In chapter 2, we find out that it's in these moments that Jonah is worried that he's driven from God's sight, and he fears he'll never be able to look at God again. Then he's swallowed up by this big fish. Scripture actually says that the Lord provided a fish to swallow Jonah up. Provided a fish. Now, I've never been in the belly of a fish, but I can't imagine being swallowed up by one and feeling like it was God's provision for my life. While I haven't been swallowed by a fish, I have felt trapped and like I'm being thrown around in every direction. Whether it's my own doing or just because we live in a broken world, the feeling of being trapped and thrown around does not usually feel like God's provision to me. In my Thursday morning mom's Bible study, one participant, Lauren Johnson, described this feeling like being in a spin cycle. Lauren has a way with words, photography, and seeing the beauty in the midst of chaos. She described this beautifully using a common occurrence in her household. One of her daughters has a pig-stuffed animal that is her very favorite. And I'm sure we all know that children usually have a favorite stuffed animal or a lovey, and it goes with them wherever they go. Well, this pig is that for her daughter. And Piggy goes everywhere. And Piggy gets very dirty all the time. And so when Piggy gets dirty, Piggy has to go to the washing machine for a bath. And Lauren captured this image of her daughters 
getting the ladder and getting up and watching Piggy in the spin cycle. And she said, this is exactly what they do every time Piggy's in the spin cycle. And she said, when she snapped this picture, she thought about how this is like when we feel like we are in the spin cycle. When we're being tossed around, feeling like we're drowning and at the same time being wrung out. Sometimes we feel like God isn't even there. But just like her girls that never left Piggy and were always watching out for her, God is with us and never stops being with us and never stops watching out for us. And God was with Jonah and never left him. Jonah could not escape God's task or God's presence, but God, Jonah could also not escape God's love. Jonah prays in the belly of the fish, and in chapter 2, he apologizes for not following God and for going the wrong direction. And he says he'll change direction and follow where God leads. The spin cycle ends, and he's thrown out of the fish. The task hasn't changed, but Jonah changed his mind and his direction and decided to follow where God was leading. The task was still not going to be easy. Again, this is Nineveh. This is the place where evil and violence run rampant. But Jonah was called to go and speak up, even though it wasn't the easy thing or the most popular thing. And this tells us that God also loved the Ninevites. They were not following his call for them either. They were getting it wrong. But he wants to provide the prophet to call them to repent. He loves them too. God's love and God's mercy is not just for the ones who get it right. God's love is for all people. But going to Nineveh was hard. I think we all face our own Ninevehs. For us, Nineveh is any place we don't want to go, the place we avoid at all cost, the job we hate, or the in-laws that drive us crazy. For us, Nineveh is cruel and violent, the kid that bullies us at school, deaths of those we love. For us, Nineveh is anything that's hurt us, an ex, an estranged relationship, the stronghold of addiction, Nineveh is the enemy, and the only thing that makes sense is for God to destroy it. And so when God decides that God is going to shine mercy into our Ninevehs, we can't help but be confused or frustrated or scared. But isn't it just like God to be gracious? And not only was God showing mercy in our scripture today, but God was asking Jonah, to be the agent of that mercy. And that's a hard call to take. Wouldn't we rather just hop on a boat and sail away to a beautiful Mediterranean beach? We can't escape the calls and the tasks God has for us. And oftentimes they're hard. Otherwise we would all be sitting on the beach somewhere. But God calls us into hard places. And these places might look like caring for loved ones who are hurting or sick or standing up for justice for all of God's children or working two jobs to provide for your family or reconciliation of a relationship that takes hard work. 
Maybe you are called to a physical location that isn't what you had planned. But here's the thing, though. God calls us to this so that we might be agents of God's love and forgiveness and mercy in the world. We are called to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with our God. And one of our pastors and my friend Lindsay Slocum said, The difficult thing about a call from God is that it is not a call to live the life of your dreams. It is a call to live your life working on the dreams of God. There's important work to be done in the kingdom, and we cannot escape when God calls to us. We might fight the call, run the other direction, or even refuse to talk to God. But just like Jonah, God isn't going to let us go. We might be in our own spin cycle, but God is right there with us, never letting us out of his sight. He demonstrated this continually over and over again to Jonah. And Jonah tried to move farther and farther away, but God drew closer and closer. Because you see, friends, while it's true that we cannot escape the call of God, we also cannot escape the love of God. God very much wants to hold us and care for us. There is nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Jonah could not be separated from God's love and mercy, even though he tried. And spoiler alert, Jonah changes direction and he goes to Nineveh. He answers God's call and the Ninevites repented and God had compassion for them. God calls each of us and we need to listen for our assignments in this kingdom work. Maybe they'll come in the form of a small voice in the back seat or maybe something completely different. But I pray that we will be open and that we will listen and be willing to answer God's call to do hard work so that we might be agents of God's love and compassion in the world. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for this scripture. God, we thank you that it reminds us of the kind of God you are. You are a God of love and of compassion. God, you are a God that draws nearer to us even when we try to flee. So Lord, help us to be a people that would follow you, that would would listen to where you're calling us even if it's hard. God, and that we would rest in you knowing that you are with us every step of the way. And Lord, I pray that we would be agents of your love and your mercy and your compassion in the world. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. If you'd like more info about Roswell Presbyterian Church, check out our website at roswellpres.org.